Welcome to the Wise Ancestors podcast, dedicated to biodiversity conservation. Here, we discuss the importance of indigenous knowledge and its role in conserving our nature and species. This is your host, Alexandra Smilek, and today we are with Luca Kanakaoli from the Edit Kanakaoli Foundation, a nonprofit established in 1990 in Hawaii to maintain and perpetuate Hawaiian cultural knowledge and skills related to land and resource practices, as well as cultural site restoration, protocol, and ritual. Welcome, Luca. Thank you. Glad to be here. I have a first question, actually, about the foundation. So you are working at this amazing Hawaiian Edit Kanakaole Foundation. Could you provide us with like an overview of the foundation and its mission? Sure. Yeah. So the Iyakakawi Foundation, which is named after my great grandmother, um, was created to um, heighten Hawaiian intellect and Hawaiian consciousness within the uh, within our community, uh, and not just our community. When I say our community, not just our native Hawaiian community, but just within all of the networks in which we um, in which we touch. Um, heightening Hawaiian intellect is means not just providing um, uh, hula, which is one of our biggest uh, our biggest projects or, or, or programs, um, but by be, being able to enhance people's abilities to engage in, in, in our Hawaiian indigenous knowledge and utilize it in every facets of our, of our growing modern society. Um, and not just teaching the people of this island, but teaching everybody who is, has the, has the urge or the, um, the need to want to learn um, and utilize um, the the Hawaiian intellect that was that was born here on these islands. Um, so that is the our primary mission. Um, yeah, it's the Haida Hawaiian. Amazing and amazing and um, so you gave us an amazing workshop at UKF uh, and. Um, I believe we spoke a lot about uh, the capacity of indigenous knowledge actually to be mixed uh, with Western science. So for you, um, how do you believe this indigenous knowledge and Western science could mesh effectively? What's your opinion mm-hmm. on that? Yeah, um, you know, so, so like my, my scholar background um, is, you know, working in marine conservation um, and learning from the universities to to do fishery surveys and and marine biology biology surveys and doing that type of research, Western conventional research, and I was always, as being a Native Hawaiian, I was always asked to be the bridge between culture, and 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 conventional Western science, uh, but in my opinion, there is there it's more of a blurring of the lines, um, being that. Both systems are, uh, or both methodologies are looking at the same environment, and they're just speaking different languages. And all, it, and what a lot of what Western science misses is the ability to connect to the environment that they're studying in a way that makes it familial. And that's what that's what our 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 indigenous science does, is that we we do see the same elements and the same natural phenomenons that uh, Western science sees and, and studies. Uh, but what, what Western science lacks is that being able to 
connect in a way where it as if the environment and or the rivers or the forest or the birds are their families and that and that that connection is really really critical when it comes to conservation and preservation of nature because if you don't if you if you just see it as something apart uh, and not as a family member then that's then you would essentially you 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 would just move on from one project to one project whereas indigenous science or in, in indigenous care for nature is committed and determined for the the rescue of yeah and that that's super interesting and that's an amazing view actually and you your work actually often focus on um something that you uh, not mentioned already, but uh, focus on the concept of the kilo, right? Um, which we can somehow translate into the English word of observation. Yeah, yeah, something yeah. like that, right? One hundred percent. So, could you explain actually what the, the this kilo is and, and its role in uh, in in the conservation of nature uh, you've been mentioning? Yeah. So, I mean, kilo is is. Uh, it's the same thing that researchers utilize is kilo is observation, um, observation of all of your senses. Um, and it's the same method that, that, that Western science scientists, um, utilize and just observing your space, jotting down and, and writing down patterns, you know, and seeing different patterns and connecting, um, connecting one element with the other. And kilo is just, is that, um, except that, we utilize um, what we call Papakumakavalu uh, as the name of art is the name of our methodology, and we connect everything from what everything that happens above our head, the sky, which is Papahulilani, everything that happens on the earth, the river, the earth is Papahulihonua, and everything that is born, everything that has a gestation period, um, is Papahanaumoku. So when we're studying something, we're not just looking at one thing. We're looking at all of those different connections that make that one thing part of a cycle and part of of a, the larger uh, um, health of the environment. So, say if I'm researching um, an ohia tree, I'm not just looking at that one ohia tree or the ohia tree next to it. I'm looking at all those at all of those different connections, and I'm naming those connections based on the text that are that was left by our ancestors. Um, and those connections help me better understand why this over here tree connects with that bird, connects with that cloud, and connects back to this soil and connects with all the other plants beneath it. So that is essentially is what Kilo is. If you, if you continue to kind of master your ability to recognize patterns in your environment, uh, then, you, then you get better and better at Kilo and understand your, the ancestral texts that, are, uh, that was left for us. Yeah, that that that's great actually, and and you at EKF actually, um, you've been inviting also scientists, right, mm -hmm. uh, who works uh, in conservation or other also areas, to learn how to kilo. Can I say yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, learn yeah. how to kilo. Yeah, uh, that's amazing. And then, do do you have a specific actually case study? Um, uh, of this kilo um, apply to maybe or mesh with Western science. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's you know, it, we're kind of a uh, so many you know native Hawaiian si uh, scientists today um, thought like I did in that. Well, I'm native Hawaiian and I'm going to go do science, but and that's 
of that's not necessarily indigenous science been practiced. But today, there's a lot of young um, Native Hawaiian scientists in the universities that are utilizing Kilo and utilizing our cool names in their studies. Um, for example, just recently, my friend just uh, just uh, defended her uh, master thesis. Um, and her master thesis was about fog capture by Native Hawaiian, Native Hawaiian plants. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, she asked to, like, be able to recognize different types of fog, different types of cloud coverage, and utilize that to inform her project. Um, and so I worked with her, and she's na she, she, her being able to recognize what an ohu is and the noi, and being able to use that to um, adjust her percentage of 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 fog drip capture um it's just a one example i mean there's so much there's so much more that can be done um but the and also moon cycles is a big thing as well fishery moon cycles and um, planting moon cycles utilizing our our moon names to 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 judge whether to dictate our fishing practices that's been a that's been a thing in hawaii for for decades and so that's an example of utilizing traditional Hawaiian knowledge or traditional Hawaiian um, or indigenous science to to inform your practices um, in an environment. Um, I feel like we're still kind of a long way off because essentially my personal goal is that when it comes to land management and, and land use decisions, um, that people are not just so, uh, just so stuck on just using Western science studies to dictate their their decisions, but using Native Hawaiian or, or indigenous science um, uh, knowledge to to help them make decisions when it comes to um, land management protocols and programs. So that in in you know in the policy sector. So that's to me when it gets when it gets to that level, that would be a big that's a that's a big win for that for our um, our Native Hawaiian indigenous science community. Thank you so much, Luca. Thank you for all those insights. Mahalo. Thank you for listening Wise Ancestors podcast. 